Do you have internet friends? I have internet friends. Have your internet friends ever become your real life friends? It can happen and it can happen without feeling awkward about it. We have some new social settings that are becoming normal. And that means that we need to not feel awkward, but instead intentionally create the manners that our kids will need when social media lives and real lives collide. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you've found Simply Convivial. I help moms overcome overwhelm and perfectionism so they can love being homemakers. One of the jobs of homemakers is actually to know and pass on good manners. And manners really do adapt and change based on changing social settings. And we are in the midst of social change right now. So it actually is our job as moms and homemakers to be aware of what's going on and to deliberately, intentionally set the tone, create the manners for the new social settings that our kids are going to be dealing with their whole lives. So grab a basket of laundry to fold and let's dig in. So it might be socially normalized now to have friends online that you've never actually met in person. But what I have noticed is that there really are no social conventions governing how we behave when we actually do meet someone face-to-face that we have seen online. One factor making this feel complicated or awkward is that often we silently follow people online and that makes us feel like stalkers. And that's not really what's going on. We listen to someone's podcast, follow her on Instagram, like the things that she posts, We maybe get her emails, but she doesn't know our name. What happens then when we meet her in real life? Do we have to act like a fan and she's a celebrity? We feel like we have a connection, but she has no idea that we do. How do we handle that? I mean, there are kind of protocols for meeting celebrities. We all can picture walking up to someone after a conference or a concert, standing in line just to say hi or thank you. That person would introduce herself, but everyone knows that the person who was up on stage doesn't have to partake in introductions. Everyone knows who she is. And then if that famous person were ordering a coffee or walking down the street, people might turn and look 
but only the boldest would walk up and introduce herself. And we would probably all assume that she has some kind of ulterior motive in doing so. And even in this scenario, the celebrity doesn't likewise introduce herself to this person who just walked up. She's the person who decides if she's going to acknowledge the person at all or just move on. But that's not really what it's like now. We have a different scene. The mom I follow on Instagram is not a celebrity. No matter how many followers she has, she's living her real life, sharing bits and pieces here and there. I relate to what she shares. I know that if I met her in real life, we'd be friends. We all know what it feels like to be that kind of follower of someone online. And if you, like me, are posting anything online, you probably have these kind of followers and don't even know it. So there is no need to be awkward. Let's imagine in this scenario with an invisible follower that one or both of us moves. Now suddenly we're in the same small town. Maybe we even wind up at the same church or in the same homeschool co-op. How do we handle introductions? Do we say, oh, I follow you on Instagram. Is that weird? It's certainly not a social scenario that our mothers encountered. It's not one that we've been prepared for by any kind of social convention. And so it's time to think about and create the convention because it doesn't have to be weird or awkward. We shouldn't allow our typical online behavior to inhibit and freeze our in-person social interactions. I mean, if anything, it should go the other way around. We should think about our online social behavior more like in-person social behavior. Do we act like stalkers online? No wonder we feel weird when we come face to face on our prey. Were we embarrassed and reluctant to leave a comment online? No wonder we're embarrassed or reluctant to offer our hand and hello locally. But this goes the other way as well. What we share online, we're sharing with the world, not with a void. If a stranger that you're just meeting in person for the first time knows something about you that will make that makes you uncomfortable, well, remember that you're the one who put it online. Whatever we share online counts as public knowledge, even if our social media accounts are private. Social media changes not only our online interactions, it changes our personal interactions as well. And we'd do well to consider how it does so and be intentional about the way that it changes us. But most of the awkwardness, I think, stems from two sources. First, we just don't know what manners actually looks like in the situation. 
there are no rules, no norms, no conventions. So we're at a loss. We don't know how to bridge the gap of meeting someone with whom we've shared many details of their life when all the sharing has been one-sided. I don't think that the solution is to pretend that the scenario is abnormal. The solution needs to be acknowledging the new social playing field and behaving as kind, charitable Christian women on both ends of the exchange. Second, we might get so comfortable with less personal online interactions that we are no longer comfortable with face-to-face social settings. We probably all experienced this to some degree or another after 2020. Through lack of use, becoming out of practice, our in-person social muscles atrophied. Some are still perhaps needing more recovery work even now. The solution isn't to abandon social media online. The solution is to prioritize face-to-face community and let the real world inform the virtual world rather than the other way around. Our online social personas need to be regulated by our real personas in three ways in particular. First, although we can use them occasionally for humorous effect, and I'm not saying they're always wrong, adding filters to our faces is a way of falsifying our interactions. It can be fun to act like a different person online, to live a different persona and have people respond differently to you online than they do in real life. Filters provide an easy button, added glory and added barriers at the same time. Filters can function like a mask, worn to hide true identity so that no one would even recognize you if you were in a lineup in front of them. Proper online behavior should mean that what we say and who we are online should match, should be recognizable when those online friends become real life friends. It will happen. Don't pretend to be anonymous online because you are not. The second way that our real personas should be informing our online behavior is that we shouldn't share things online that we wouldn't share in mixed company at a party. Often online, we act like we're having a back corner conversation with our closest friends when we're really speaking into a microphone on a stage. Sure, most people aren't paying any attention, but what we're saying is not small or private. Pretending it is, or wanting it to be, does not make it so. What we publish online is pushed out into the wide world, into mixed company, publicly accessible for anyone who cares to find it. Even if your account is private, don't publish as if you're having a private conversation, because you're not. 
the internet is not private. The internet is a public place. It's a big party and anyone might be wandering into your little conversational huddle. Third, count on your online life and local life merging at some point in some way. When I was in high school and college, having conversations with strangers on the internet, it felt totally anonymous. No one knew I was just a kid. We all used handles back then, not our real names. I very much related to the line in the movie, You've Got Mail, good night, dear void. Things have changed. Our identities are wrapped up in our online interaction. And although we sometimes pay lip service to privacy, no one actually cares about privacy because we just want instant, easy service. And we're willing to pay with a currency that seems so ethereal to us, but is pure gold to marketers and governments. All are tracked information. And instead of going conspiratorial here, I actually want to point out the social good in the merging of online and real life friendships. As many, many families rearrange themselves all across America, more of those online conversations are becoming face-to-face -face conversations. New communities are forming and people learn about them online then they actually move and join them. The connection is a blessing and we shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed or awkward as we introduce ourselves to someone new and realize that we've seen one another online. It's cool. Acknowledge it and have fun with it. C.S. Lewis said, friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. That's how we find one another online. I do believe and have experienced that such friendships formed online are just as valuable and valid as local friendships. However, the test of the validity of those friendships is whether or not they stand the test of face-to-face -face friendship. Online friends are not the ones bringing you meals when you have a new baby. They aren't the ones seeing your kids misbehaving and calling you out on it because they only see what you show them online. Online, we necessarily do not have the full picture of someone's life that we have in face-to-face -face friendships. So local friendships still carry more weight with us and they should receive more attention. Local friendships take more effort and more time than online friendships. But we shouldn't fear one kind of friendship becoming the other. We need to get over the awkwardness over liking someone online and then meeting her face to face. Just be upfront. Hey, I've seen you on Instagram and I like it. I like your posts. I like your account. I like your podcast. It's a compliment not weird. It's not stalker-like. This is the new world that we live in. Hey, I've seen you in the sistership community, in convivial circle. It's okay 
if she didn't notice you or if you didn't post and only followed. This is the world that we live in. Acknowledge it. Anyone who is posting anything online ought to be comfortable having those posts acknowledged. It's okay. It's not awkward. So once, more than 12 years ago now, more like 13, 14, a homeschool mom from Texas reached out to me via email. She followed my friend Brandy Vensel and so had come across my stuff online also. And she had seen that I lived in the town where her husband was just about to take a job. She'd been researching churches and she had some questions for someone who actually lived in the area. She also mentioned that they were coming to scout the town out in a few weeks. So I showed the email to my husband and we invited them over for dinner on that scouting trip. They did visit our church. They didn't wind up at our church, but we did end up in her nature study. Our families had dinner together several times over the next 10 years, and I was in her book club. This is Christian community in action, and it should be totally normal for us. It's not weird that she read my blog and reached out to me when I had no reciprocal knowledge of her. It didn't mean that I was on some different plane or some kind of celebrity. She found me online because we were like-minded. And because we were like-minded, we were friends. Having moved to a new town two years ago now, I am so grateful for the ladies who were already local here who saw my emails or on my blog that we were moving and who invited our family over for dinner to welcome us. I've gone out to coffee with ladies many times over the years and had families over for dinner who had read my book or seen me online or whatever. It's not weird. It's not fangirling to say, oh, I listened to your podcast, or hey, I read your book and I liked it. I homeschool too. Or I read this other book also that I saw that you read. Posting something online doesn't make anyone a celebrity. Following someone online doesn't have to put the conversation on the old school celebrity plane. This now is the world of self-publishing, micro niche podcasting, social media posting. And it means that acknowledging that you resonate with something that someone put out into the world is the equivalent of saying, what, you too? I thought I was the only one. What it really means now is that we actually have an immediate connection point because we've both identified that we have a common interest and a like-minded perspective. 
So when you're online, be who you are in public. And when you meet someone that you've seen online, there's no need to be embarrassed or awkward. You're simply acknowledging a common interest, an actual basis for a real friendship. And in all this, we have to remember that we as moms are the makers of manners. So it really is our responsibility to figure this out. At the end of Shakespeare's Henry V, Henry tells Catherine, we are the makers of manners. But we have no king here in America. We pretty much have no manners in America. Moms, we are the makers of manners. So let's talk about online and offline manners and talk about possible new social conventions with our friends in our circles, online and offline. Let's be intentional. Let's think it through. Let's not just let default awkwardness rob us of camaraderie, camaraderie that we have naturally in our savior and in our work. Make light of it, have fun with it. The social scenes are shifting and we have to adapt. Adapt intentionally because no one's defaults are properly calibrated. So we shouldn't rely on our default feeling in the situation. Let's think it through, talk it through, and work it out. I would love to hear your online to offline friendship stories in the comments below and share your ideas or your potential scenarios and let's talk about how to navigate them. Share your thoughts on how to overcome the awkwardness. After all, normal self-publishing on the internet is no claim to fame or status. It's just what people do now. So share your thoughts on online personas, local friendships, and how we can bring the two together in love and kindness and hospitality. Let's think this through. Our daughters are coming of age in this new landscape of a social media world. We, as their mothers, are the pioneers in this world, the first to tread this ground. We are setting the stage for them. And we don't want to leave them to the wolves. So with that wildly mixed metaphor, I turn the conversation to you. Tell me. Let's chat about it in the comments. And you can also follow up in the description for this episode. You can find a link to the YouTube video or the blog post. Come and share in this conversation. Share this conversation with your friends and talk about it in your local circles and in your online circles.
This is a conversation we should be having, we should be hashing out. So let's do it.